0: Hey, this is Y'all Know 23 Tea, a podcast all about the starving artists and where I'll be spilling the tea all over myself.
1: Back then, I wore my mom's fur coat to school. I was like, fuck everybody, bruh.
0: It is just so true. You have to have the thickest skin.
1: I was actually thinking of deleting Facebook. You're literally selling yourself as your business. Yeah, so this is my third attempt at post-secondary.
0: One in three people in North America don't know their
1: neighbor's name. People aren't ready for the hate that comes with it.
0: Okay, hi. Welcome back to 23T. Welcome back to the interview portion I have people messaging me on Facebook great it's popping up on my laptop um welcome back to the interview portion of the show if you're listening to this podcast that means I'm in Europe um most likely in Bosnia I'm not sure though I am flying out May 3rd so it definitely is not May 3rd probably a couple weeks in at this point when this episode is airing Um, But yeah, I'm just like probably on a farm like herding some sheep or like riding a horse because I'm going to my grandparents And I don't know if I told you any of this. I'm I have a guest here So i'm gonna introduce him but i'm also gonna say sort of i'm gonna let him introduce himself But i'm also gonna do it for him first. You can can introduce me. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, i'm just gonna say how we met so I work with brendan at the bar Mm -hmm. And that's basically how we met and I started working there in January. How long have you been working there for?
1: I think since November.
0: Since this past November? Yeah.
1: Or okay. maybe before that. I'm, I also just, in the past while, I've only been working like random shifts there. So.
0: Right. I wasn't, like, I didn't see you for a very long time. And then all of a sudden you were there one day. Yeah. And I was like, hello. <laughs> Um, and I didn't know that you were an artist until like very recently when you came and had a drink and then I was like, Hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. And then I found out that you're an artist, you're a painter mm-hmm. and you went to OCAD for that yeah, and then true. also teach.
2: Yep.
0: Um, and yeah, I kind of want to get, I'm going to jump in and like, we are going to talk about you, hmm. but also I want to finish my story about like the sheep and stuff. Do you know that I'm going to like, cause you... Okay, I'm like going all over the place, but you are also going to Serbia.
1: I am going to Serbia in August. In August,
0: um, which I always find interesting. Actually, my roommate has also been to Serbia and that's really weird for me because basically no one that I meet that's like a Canadian person has ever been there. Like when you said that you were going, I was like, that's interesting. And the fact that my roommate's also been there, I was like, this is so weird. And like for very different reasons. Yeah. But anyways, I'm going to Bosnia, which is my grandparents live on a farm there. And it's, like, the house is, like, my grandparents live downstairs. And, like, upstairs is, like, my aunt and uncle and, like, three cousins. And um, growing up there, they, like, didn't have running water. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been there, like, many, many times. But I haven't been there for five years. And so since the last time that I went, I've never used anything that had running water. So, like, not a toilet, not a shower, not anything. Like, poop in the outhouse, like shower in a bucket, like that's the vibe, like water from a well. So I'm really excited.
1: It's very, yeah, it's very back to the land. It's, yeah. yeah, it's very
0: back to the <laughs> land. Um, surveys a different story. We're just going to go and like stay in an apartment. It's my dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, now that we're talking, when the sh- when the episode goes up, I'm, I'm there right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is funny, like back
1: <laughs> into the future. Into the future.
0: Um, but yeah, no, so that's exciting. And can you just share, like, why you're going to Serbia in August?
1: Uh, I'm going, f- well, there's a wedding that I have at the end of July um, in Venice, and then I have another wedding in August in Glasgow. So two friends are getting married. There's a month between that I w- was just going to be in Europe, and I wasn't sure what to do, and I, f- my friend, Boyana. um... Is going to be there for that month, just by happenstance. And so I'm just going to go visit with her. She's going to... We're going to... I'm going to try and find a studio, I think, for that month. Because I was going to maybe go to Berlin and find a studio and just, like, try and paint there. Mm-hmm. But because Boyan is there um, and I would have a place to stay, I'm just going to kind of... Yeah. Okay. Make a vacation out of it. Yes. Yeah. Very Working great. vacation. It's mm-hmm. always a working vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So how long are you gone total for your entire trip?
1: <laughs> I'll be gone the whole month of August, basically, mm-hmm. in Serbia. And then I'm doing... A month in Bulgaria, uh, doing a residency. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so yeah. for two months you are going to be gone. Two months, are you yeah. going to come back to the bar?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. If they'll have me back, I'll, yeah, <laughs> definitely come back. I am
0: sure they will. Yeah. I am sure it will be fine. <laughs> 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 um, okay, cool. Can you kind of go back? Actually, say how old you are. For
1: I am thirty-five years old. Thirty-five. Yeah.
0: So, kind of take us back to when you first decided that you were going to go to school. Because I know you went to school for the for painting. Mm-hmm. Sort of when you first decided that you were going to do that, mm-hmm. um, and just like why, or if there was anything that you did before, because I know very little mm-hmm. about sort of like your path to this point. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of nothing. just, yeah. kind of just share like you were like eighteen, like fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. or was it like later in your life? Like what? Yeah, kind of happened? I mean,
1: I, I actually didn't. When I was in high school, I, th- I kind of thought that I was going to go into English, mm-hmm. uh, like English literature was like th- kind of the path that I thought I was going to take. Um but then I started dating someone when I was like seventeen mm-hmm. and she was uh an actress she like ended up going to George Brown for acting mm-hmm. and i think i think that she, I just wanted to be more in the arts like i wanted to do something and I, I had always liked painting i wasn't i wasn't like i don't know i think it was like more to like follow her and okay. to, like figure out what i don't i don't know how to phrase this without s- sounding um Follow her and she influenced you. Yeah, influenced to like to to be like some sort of an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or inspired. Inspired, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that I was like thinking more of like going into academia. Like Mm -hmm. the idea of being an artist to me at that point was very. It just didn't seem like a possibility. Like it seemed like it was so difficult to do that I wouldn't even try, and I didn't have enough confidence in myself to do it. Okay, but because she was going out there to be an artist, yeah. Yeah. Then I was kind of, and I. Really good yeah and I also like kind of like thought about acting at that point mm-hmm. and I was like terrible at it, but I would kept on doing classes oh okay. yeah yeah um that's interesting yeah but I yeah, so I went into into painting mm-hmm. like I felt like it was the it was the thing that I was the best at mm-hmm. yeah
0: and so it was was it like one of the because I have I mentioned him before the podcast, but mm-hmm. like my roommate Steve, he's an actor, but he's a, like a talented artist in terms of like he does incredible drawings yeah. we have them around the house in the washroom in the hallways and that to me is like and i've spoken about it before on the podcast like when you have like such a raw talent that other people don't have you can like sit down and just like paint and it's like an incredible scene mm-hmm. so that there's so much going on in your mind and to be able to like put that through onto yeah, the canvas mean, or whatever I'm is like more of a raw talent than like acting for example which i think is a talent but also it's something that you can really 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 work on
1: yeah i mean i think i think it's being an artist like it's being an artist in either sense and like some people have natural like they have natural predilections and talents for it but if you do work at it you'll get better Mm -hmm. and you can do the things that you need i think need to do Mm -hmm. because you're it's it's a it's a form of communication right right and whatever uh practice that you have you're trying to communicate something um and some people are just, like, naturally great actors. Like, you know, there's, like, so, some yeah. people are just, like, they just go out there. Yes. Usually they're not very smart people for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the ones that are the most natural are, like, kind of dumb. <laughs> but they, they just have this, like, it's because they don't have a filter or they're able to, like, access something. And mm-hmm, it's, like, it is a mm-hmm, talent. It's mm-hmm. not, like, I don't. I'm it's not,
0: almost like ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is,
1: like, and I think that that can be, um, yeah. There's something raw about it that mm-hmm. isn't, it's not thought out but then there's yes. like another way of doing acting I, this is i'm not now i'm just talking about acting and like my sure yeah, <laughs> ideas of to, it whatever um but yeah i think that like yeah some actors are just very naturally they can do that they can communicate something naturally because they don't have it's almost like they don't have the psychological complexity to like think about it too much mm-hmm. overthink it mm-hmm. they just like do it mm-hmm. and then some people are really great actors because they've worked so hard at it and they've like gone into the overthinking of it your
0: brain has been trained yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. which is like mm -hmm. much more interesting probably but Mm -hmm. yeah
0: i like my roommate she's in her room right now i'll set the scene for you guys uh brendan and i are having white wine pinot grigio as well as tea he also chugged ice black coffee so we're very <laughs>
1: we're yeah, very hydrated <laughs> <laughs> um i'm excited to be here.
0: yeah there's a lot yeah. going on in this table but anyways my roommate she's really incredibly talented mm-hmm. um probably one of the most talented actors mm-hmm. that i know to be quite honest mm-hmm. um and for me like we've like had conversations before where it's like i don't know what it is with me when it comes to acting it's something that i completely love mm-hmm. but it's also one of the hardest things for me mm-hmm. because i have I don't know if it's like a complex or whatever, but like seeing, I love being vulnerable, but also people seeing me vulnerable when I sort of like lose control is like the most horrifying thing to me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's something where I really like being in control. And with acting, sometimes you're not. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's certain things. And I think that's because I have a lot to learn still because I should be able to control that. Mm -hmm. And I don't yet where certain things... I just like lose control and I think it makes for a great scene and it builds a lot of connection. But for me emotionally, it's like very hard. And because I think you're it's t- giving too much. Up I'm giving to too it? much. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel insecure about it. Right. You know, and I think the more that I grow, the more I'll be able to. And I hate using the word control because control is the problem that I have is I need too much of it. Mm-hmm. But also it's like seeing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like so many complexities with me and acting. Like I, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Cause it's, yeah. I
1: don't know how anyone <laughs> yeah, does it. Like I just yeah. don't, I don't, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. I've like, obviously I dated the, my this high school girlfriend and we had like a five year relationship mm-hmm. and we're still friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's done, well, I was talking about a video that I did. She did, which was like the narrator for like a video work that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still really good friends, but yeah, Sorry, I just lost the train of thought there. What was mm-hmm. I
0: just talking about? Just about acting being difficult. Oh, how, yeah. Don't no, know but how like I just it. I
1: feel like I have had so much uh, exposure to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have a lot of opinions on it, but I just I don't really I just don't understand why anyone would want to do that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. To me. And i I've, I've forced myself to do it cuz I thought I think, like, partially to impress my girlfriend when I was yeah. Like, seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> like enough. I would, I would do. All, I did all the school plays and I did all those things, but I just I was never comfortable in that role. Mm-hmm. And I know some actors as well, like my friend Liz uh, Peterson is, I think, a really amazing actor, but is also a very shy person. Like mm-hmm. that's always a uh, that's always a strange one to see.
0: Oh, it's I we I, we had a sublet once here, yeah. and one of the shyest people I've ever met. And then I watch her on Instagram, and she's got all these like. She's an actor, first of all, Mm -hmm. but she's also a dancer. And, like, I watch these videos and I'm like, this cannot be the same person. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, dancing is also, like, very expressive, right? Like, you fully have to be confident in that if it's going to be any good. And she just kills it. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is not the same person that I know, but some people really shine in that environment. Mm -hmm. And, like, on stage or, like, whatever. Yeah, Um, I know so many people like that that you would never
1: expect. Well, because you kind of think of it as, like, I mean... Maybe you don't <laughs> I think uh, generally in the culture people think of it as a narcissistic thing, right but it is like it is like a uh art it is an art form and mm-hmm. it is like a talent and like it's the same as painting or it ha- it has the same thing of like flow like when you're really in it, it can feel like mm-hmm. this kind of amazing flow mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not just wanting to be the center of attention. Right, Like, acting is not that. No, it's (laughs) not. That's a totally different thing. I mean, I think that the two things, because it is being the center of attention, the two Mm -hmm. things kind of overlap, and you can have people that are very actory, and you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. then you can have other people that are not, they just don't seem to have the personality, but they have the talent and the kind of Mm -hmm. predilection for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Can you kind of go more into painting then, and sort of...
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I went... So I went to i was 18 i moved here we went to york uh so where are you from then? uh or, sorry i'm from i'm i was born in the northwest territories okay uh which like a very small town and then when i was uh 13 we moved and i moved to uh, a small town called portal bernie for three years t- for junior high school and then for high school i went to nelson bc
0: cool so those are northwest territories yeah i've never met someone born there's
1: only like thirty thousand people from there very so cool yeah you know them all I know a good, good amount of them. You'd be surprised <laughs> when someone's like, do you know this person, Yonah? I'm like, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my family was all from there, like we, grandparents and everything. Mm-hmm. So I grew up there. And then, yeah, we left for BC when I was in high school because my parents didn't want me to graduate high school in in the north. Because like, I think of a lot of people in small towns like that, if they – grow up there and graduate high school there they just find they just it stay there they can't leave yeah, yeah. you're like you you like you don't know any other reality and it becomes a very pretty much yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so then i think that my family my parents were happy that i was going to toronto like after school like they wanted me to do something other than that it was in a, not a small town mm-hmm. yeah
0: well that's great that they're really supportive of it yeah yeah
1: yeah my, f- my family's been really supportive mm-hmm. i mean i think that anyone who's an artist uh, most of them have very supportive families. S- I'm, I'm, like, not financially, unfortunately. <laughs> My parents aren't. But I think that also, that's an, like just thinking about, um, like, the. R- I feel like the reason for this podcast is to talk about, like, how you make it as an artist. Mm-hmm. And it's like a thing that no one really talks about. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, you go to school and it's all about the craft and it's about, maybe some things about getting an agent or something, but like the daily, mm-hmm. uh, like, h- how to, m- and you're like, well, most people actually have families that support them (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that's that's a big uh, like once you start seeing uh, I think like in the art world at least like I started to realize like I was like oh like the people that are successful also have like there's a reason they don't work other jobs Mm -hmm. and they just are able to do this and that's because they're they're kind of financially stable in a different way Mm -hmm. and I don't judge it it's just like
0: you've noticed it yeah over time it's just a thing that a lot of people that end up making it let's say Mm -hmm. quote unquote whatever are people who are able to have families support them financially so that they don't have to work part-time jobs or they don't have to do these other things and they can just do their craft every single day.
1: I mean, not like every single, I'm not saying, but like once once you start mm -hmm. to like get to know people a bit better and you're like, oh, like, oh, like like, you're from this family that's very, very wealthy. Like Mm -hmm. there is, if not, if not literal financial support, like at least psychologically, you know that it's never going to you're never going to be on the streets or something. Like, I think yes. that even like, even I have that, mm-hmm. even though my, my parents are middle class or whatever. But mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I have the same thing. My yeah. parents aren't rich by any means, but I definitely know that like I can always rely on them. Yeah. Yeah. They would yeah. do
2: anything.
1: Yeah. They would do anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. But I also have to like work and pay my bills yeah, yeah. and a lot yeah. of it has to go. Like, that's like one of the reasons that I just quit one of my jobs was like, It just got to be too much. Like as much as I need kind of technically need like both jobs to Mm -hmm. like make that money. I was like the end of the day, like how much is this other job really giving me Mm -hmm. and is it worth it? Like, can I not have like 400, 500 bucks a month? And I was like, yeah, I could because then I have all of that time to like work on my craft like Mm -hmm. you're saying Mm -hmm. and like Yeah, maybe I have to live even more of a minimal lifestyle and like never go shopping and like whatever like those are things that you do really have to sacrifice and that I want to talk about because like I'm just pretty fresh out of school Like I graduated in october Mm -hmm. and I this is like the first time in my life that i'm like really working Mm full-time and by that I mean like i was always kind of working full-time i felt like because I, I was going to school and then i was going to work
1: and you had student loans and then yeah, yeah but yeah. like yeah.
0: this is like full-time just a job yeah and then like paying my student loans paying mm-hmm. my rent doing everything and then trying to actually like pursue the thing that i went to school for and like mm-hmm. the thing that i love mm-hmm. and i'm just like hmm, this is doesn't really work that way <laughs> like you can't really like do it all
2: yeah no. and it
0: you know it's like so like you're saying like if i had parents who just like paid for everything and I didn't have to work yeah I think I would be a lot further along yeah but also like I've made this decision to stay in Toronto like I could have always moved back to Waterloo and lived with my parents yeah and like figured it out that way but I'm just like I feel like I need to stay here because you do.
1: I mean you do like mm-hmm. I mean like I think that like the reason that I moved or like well Allison uh, when we were in high school that was the girlfriend um we moved here is because it's like this is the biggest city mm-hmm. and like culturally this is where everything is going to sort of happen i mean mm-hmm. you could go to vancouver as well there's different settings yes. montreal like all, they're all great cities Winnipeg, yeah. whatever but mm-hmm. <laughs> but but really I mean, you need Toronto. to be in you need like you need a community around you you need to find your people mm-hmm. and uh you need to find interesting things that can like be supported by that community and mm-hmm. small, like the smaller the the city goes the less there is just there's just less uh a ratio of people that you're going to find that you've that you click with mm-hmm. and are doing interesting things. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, yeah, you can't be, I mean, it would be very, very difficult to, to be doing interesting things in Waterloo unless you really found this niche, a few other people, and then you could do, you can build your own thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't, we don't, artists don't work um, as independently as we do work. We do need community around us to like mm-hmm. support and go to each other's things and figure out, you know, yeah. what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I think so. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right about it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so I kind of just want to ask you to like, so now we kind of like have a bit of a timeline of where you kind of started and yeah, what yeah. path you sort of took. But so I, I, I'll mm-hmm. just do
1: it quickly. So I went, to, so from, I did a year at York and then I did, well, whatever. I think I took forever, like five years at OCAD. And then I got my undergrad, my BFA. Um, and then after that, I basically like my grad thesis show, um I had a dealer pick me up and then sold that that show and I made like enough money to live off for a year. Great. And then I had another show with him and l- like I just I was really really fortunate because I was right when I was like 24, I had just f- finished school, I kind of got a dealer and was selling work and living off of it.
0: So what does that mean because I don't know? Mm-hmm. Like when you get a dealer, what is what does that
1: mean? Um I mean a dealer has well like they have an art gallery and so they have a physical space where they're going to show your work they take 50 percent okay. of their sales so like they would give you a show that would be up for a month um they would take they would try and sell whatever they could from it and it's like a it's on consignment basically like they don't own anything but they're just like selling it for you and they're taking 50 percent. so and they take you to art fairs and maybe like different like they try and Find opportunities for you to sell your work.
0: So that's ideal. That's what you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has its own problems. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think Mm -hmm. uh, it's not the only. It's I. I felt like I didn't know much about the art world when I was twenty-four, and so like that was like my idea of like how you do it. Um, I like at the time I assisted for an older artist um, who was very successful and sold a lot of paintings, and I kind of looked up to, and I thought that that was the model that I wanted. Um. And then I did it for a few years, and I was kind of like, the thing about, I mean, any commercial. What's the word? Uh, like, whenever this, it's like there's this commercial side to art, the art world always, like all, all the different aspects, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's acting or whatever. Um, th- a lot of those. The way that it works commercially is not what you usually want to do as an artist always. Like mm-hmm. sometimes those two things do overlap and it's mm-hmm. like great because you're making money off of the exact thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it starts to feel like I was, I guess I was starting to feel like I wasn't changing my work. Like I was did probably, it's probably like five years I was just working and living off of my work, but I wasn't feeling like I had the Opportunity to grow enough,
0: so you're just like stagnant, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean it, the the shows changed, but they changed slowly, and I think that I wanted for myself, I wanted to change more rapidly, but I mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't feel comfortable because I I was also making a living off of it, mm-hmm. and I knew that if you just did a whole n- new thing, it might not sell. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if you if you go through my older work, you'll see like there's definitely progression. Each show is different, mm-hmm. um, but personally, I wanted to change drastically. Mm-hmm. and I was doing different work for myself that I wasn't really showing abstraction or like different like different avenues. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I feel like this is a good segue to your website so that I can actually have like a, a Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's, that,
1: there's not that much of the older work on there. But okay, yeah. well,
0: we can have a look at whatever you have on there. Mm-hmm. Um. So what is it?
1: It's uh, Brendan Flanagan. Do you want to do it for me? Yeah, I will do that.
0: B-R-E-N-D-A-N f l a n a g a n dot com dot c a. Oops, didn't get
2: dot com.
1: Dot c a. Yeah. So, if anyone wants to check it out, yeah, Brendan Flanagan.ca. So earlier is earlier work. Yeah. So this is like I was doing a lot of landscape work. Um,
0: yeah. let's make this uh, big okay. so we can scroll through it.
1: Yeah, I think that I, don't, I haven't looked at this website for a while. Okay, yeah. Very not. cool. Okay.
0: Ooh, exciting.
1: Mm -hmm. And I I still really like this work and I liked it. It wasn't like it was soulless or something. Like I don't want Mm me to seem like it was like commercial work or it was bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that it was, I had other avenues that I wasn't really, like other things that I wanted to do that I wasn't really having time for. Okay. Yeah.
0: So because I don't know terms and I talk about this a lot because I interview all different kinds Mm. of artists, what, if you had to label your... Paintings. Mm-hmm. What would it fall under?
1: It's, it's, uh, it's like a figurative abstraction. Like this work is like narrative figuration, but like really painted in a really abstract way. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it all of this, you can't see what we're seeing, but like it's like f- there's figures and landscapes, or figures by themselves, and there's sort of like a narrative edge to it, mm-hmm. but you don't really know. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. no one knows what that is, but uh, yeah.
0: I like to say, like, dumb dumb things from a dumb person's perspective when I look yeah, at art. Yeah. And I just want to say my first feelings about it, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Um, sad.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Very sad. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of, like, I would say isolation. Mm-hmm. But maybe isolation within communities. Yeah. or Within yourself. Um,
1: no, it was very emotional work. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: yes, yes. There's, like... Mm-hmm. it's very cool. Like this to me just looks like dispute mm-hmm. like these two figures. It looks, I would just go in and say like maybe like a man and wife. And I, I don't know, like it's hard for me to say because I just, I don't know art the way that you do to oh, no, be able I mean, to talk about I it mean intellectually.
1: Intellectually is one thing but it's like mm-hmm. you, you should react to it. emotionally, yeah. Or there should be like, Oh some yes, sort of like, definitely. Yeah, 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 There's an immediate feeling. Yeah.
0: And like things that, i draw from mm-hmm. um but yeah this to me like if i had to like i was like i'm like this is a funeral yeah it like, is actually yeah this it is, is a image. funeral <laughs> mm-hmm. well it, yeah yeah, yeah i like, was
1: after i painted that after a friend died mm-hmm. um and so there was sort of like this is also the figures uh, for the listener out there this is a sort of like an abstract room grid like room that's kind of melting but then there's figures and the figures are taken from a, a famous manet painting of a funeral
0: And then this one underneath, we're just on the first page of Brennan's website. We just, and then we just went to the prompt that says earlier. And right now we're um, closer to the bottom of the page. Actually at the very bottom, it's the last image um, of a figure. It's a white figure with a hat on looking down. um, Do you remember all of your paintings and sort of the inspiration behind it or the emotional...
1: No. It's <laughs> no. hard. <laughs> I find out, I mm-hmm. find, it's no, it's funny. Like I remember the paintings, like I remember like, like I, doing them. Yeah. I remember doing them. I remember the, the look. I remember working on like that kind of like technical way. But mm-hmm. like when I, it usually takes me a little bit while to talk out what I was doing mm-hmm. in that, at that time. Cause it, there is like thought, like there's a lot of, I feel like you're making, you're making, you have notebooks and you're like writing mm-hmm. and you're thinking about a lot of things and you're reading,
2: mm-hmm.
1: watching movies. Like there's all these things that are kind of going around at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like like these. I think this series, like I was this series that this bottom one is from. I was using a lot of um, stills from films, mm-hmm. and like so they they're already they're always like pregnant o- with um, narrative possibility already. Okay, but um, I think that I was interested in like like a lot of the lo- I think a lot a lot of the films I was taking from were like zombie films at that time, or like like horror. Films. Okay. So, like, that, I think that it was, like, that was also, like, influencing the mood on some level, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then they're painted in this very, like, I don't know, I'd say, like, muscular sort of abstraction. Like, it's very, like, it's poured and pulled, and there's, like, lots of, like, kind of, cr- like, brushwork that's pretty bold. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, at the time, I probably was thinking about... Mm, Probably, like, 50s expressionist abstraction and expression of feeling through paint uh, mm-hmm. and expression of feeling through, like, through narrative imagery, mm-hmm. like films and, like, taking st- film stills for that. Yeah.
0: So I want to go to this is the latest that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we just went to the latest. It says 2017 slash 18. I mean, quite different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very different.
1: <laughs> 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 are these photographs?
0: No, these are sculptures. These are, that's crazy. Yeah, so okay. these are
1: sculptures and paintings. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I mean, they could almost operate as, as photographs.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what would have, what time would have this been? Cause how long have you been so outside is, of school for?
1: This is 2017, 18. Mm-hmm. So this is like, you, you just jumped eight years of yeah. my practice basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it looks so crazily different. Mm-hmm. Um. So what's what the question?
0: Basically my question is like,
1: how did you go from that? To no,
0: not even, how did you go from that to there? Where, where would you have done something like this? Because how long have you been outside of school for?
1: Uh, well, I, so I, I 24 and then I had like, that, it like four or five years of just painting on mm-hmm. my own and then I went back to school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I did my master's and so I, d- I dropped my dealer mm-hmm. and, like I cut any connection with like a commercial world. And then in university I kind of like totally, like I started doing sculpture and um, yeah, like I did. I started working in in abstraction and sculpture, and, yeah, I just was, I kind of, like, cut any uh, ties to the work I was doing before. Okay. Like, on some level. But then it still comes back. Like, I think, that technically, there's still, like, a lot of, I had thought that I was reinventing myself, but then I think the more I look at it in retrospect, I was like, oh, it's just, it's the same thing. It's just, like, different, it's a different angle to that same thing. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's kind of hard to process. I have to think about that for a sec, <laughs> <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, okay. So you started going, uh, trying like sculpture and outside of just like.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, I, cause I think that the, for me, the work that I was doing that was commercial mm-hmm. was painting, uh, figurative painting, right? Like it's paintings mm-hmm. with figures and like rooms or mm-hmm. landscapes. Uh, and then after that, um, it became just abstraction. Like I, I took away any of like figuration. Okay. And, but I think that the, what I was saying is that the reason that I like, when I look back at it, I still think that the reason what I was interested in was the same. It's just that I kind of stripped away certain elements. Okay. Yeah. And that I felt like I couldn't before, like I was tied to them, mm. you know, I was t- tied to some sort of narrative, mm-hmm. uh, painting. And,
0: and then, it, and then you didn't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm and i thought i was but like i i thought i was like like reinventing everything but when i look at back at it it's like it's just like a shift it's like cuz i think that i also think that like i had collectors who supported me obviously during those years and i think i got feedback that from from them afterwards that like this is really different like mm-hmm. that we don't basically say like this is too different mm-hmm. cuz this that's that's another i think it's a part you don't realize is that like um when you're younger is that like art is branding on some level mm-hmm. or like maybe you realize that, but you, you kind of, you do get tied to certain things. It's just like actors mm-hmm. get tied to certain types of roles and then, yep. the, the, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you've been branded as that and it's yes. like easier to sell that way and it's mm-hmm. easier to promote yourself, but that's not all you want to do or cap- or capable of doing. right? Um, and there's an idea that art is like this total freedom, but you're constrained by certain economic realities. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Mm. Um, i don't know what else to say about that
0: yeah (laughs) so i I, how do you feel about that (laughs) um no like but actually though like has that kind of put you off from the world like altogether?
1: from the art world yeah um i mean so when i was in school i was i had scholarships so i was like still like i didn't you know i didn't work for like there's like a good eight-year period that i didn't have any other job except for to be an artist Um, which is crazy yeah, which is great. That's amazing. It's amazing, but it's also like, I think at a, s- a certain point I got so used to it that I was like, yeah, this is just, <laughs> this is how the world is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I when I left school and I didn't have the academic support anymore and I didn't have the commercial support, I then had to get a job again and work at a bar and like I hadn't worked in a bar for eight years. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, got, I had to go back and do things that I hadn't had to do for a while and it was a little bit humbling. Mm-hmm. Like it was a bit like, I think it was, it was a bit hard. Mm -hmm. um now i'm fine with it like now i there there was a i had a teacher uh, named Raphael de groot who's an amazing artist and she did a a whole class i wish i was as um, eloquent and smart as her but she did a whole class about uh, basically the theme of the class was you know she kept on having students being like how do we become artists like we're in school right now like what's the next step like how do we do it and she's like listen you keep on asking like How how you're going to become an artist? But what do you mean by artist? Because there's two things. There's there's your practice and there's your career. And your practice is the thing that you do, and it's the it's it's like your your practice within your art, and you have to do that all the time. And you you're going to be so involved in that. And then there's your career. And sometimes your career is going to be bartending, and sometimes your career is going to be um whatever. You're a massage therapist, or you. Go into psychology, so you can you can be a therapist, like a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. or different things. Everyone has different things, but your practice and your career aren't always going to be in sync. And sometimes they are, but in order to do that, you are going to have to give up certain parts of your practice in order for your career and your practice to really be in sync. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you are going to mm-hmm. have to not you are not going to be able to have the freedom, the total freedom that, right? You know what I mean? So you can mm-hmm. you can support yourself with an basically saying you can support yourself with another job. Um, for your practice, but yeah, it's not always going to be in sync. And d- don't think of it as being in sync, because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think of it, if you if you just think that being an art, the only way to be an an artist is that you make your money from your work, mm-hmm. you're only going to be a certain type of artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're only you're gonna you you are gonna um, yeah, you're you're gonna constrain yourself in specific ways, and don't like. You can't be mad when your work that is not commercial, that isn't commercial, <laughs> and you <laughs> see other people, like, their careers keep on going further and further. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to, like, I don't know, be cognizant of it and, like, work within the world that you are. Like, mm-hmm. some things have to be a little bit commercial and, like, be a bit savvy and mm-hmm. branded and, like, all those things. They're not bad things, but you just have to know where the lines are for yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that
0: make sense? Absolutely. It makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, to put it in similar terms, it's like, it's such a, like, balancing act mm-hmm. or, like, juggling act. And, like, I feel like basically what you're saying is, like, sometimes they're very separate. Yeah. And you have to just treat them as such. Yeah. And, not, and that's not okay. feel
1: bad about yourself, I think, yeah. when, it's, when it's not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and also realize that when you, when it is... When your career is taking off as an artist or as an actor or whatever, like you're giving certain things up. Too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not all great. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that so th- I don't know, just to always be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And that also when you see other people being successful, they are giving some certain things up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like oh, they're giving giving Parts more opportunities, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. However you want to spin it. However yeah. deep you want to take it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I only just tried my tea and it's absolutely cold (laughs) So I've been drinking my wine this whole time. Um, okay. So these, you spent eight years just working on your practice, Mm -hmm. making it your career. It was streamlined. It was working out. Yeah. Um, and then you were saying that after that you sort of had to go back and get a part time job, a Joe job, whatever you want to call it, or if you want to just call it
1: it's a bartending job i mean it's uh, i i actually on some level enjoy my job Mm -hmm. it's fine you know i like because it's it's also like being an artist or being a painter in a studio by yourself is very isolating and i'm pretty social Mm -hmm. so it's like it gets there's a certain amount of it gets me out of my house Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah i I, I don't
0: know (laughs) no it's not it's not weird to admit that you like your yeah bartending or (laughs) back or whatever bar job. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I, oh, I say all the time. I like my pizza job. Yeah. It's great. I'm a pizza maker yeah, and yeah. I'm happy. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry about it.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I think, yeah, I think
1: it's it I is, think the, the scary mm-hmm. thing is that you think it, like it is when you're like thinking of the future and you're like, am I going to keep on doing this? And like, how long do I want to do that for? Right. That's it. And especially at 35, like it's different when you're 24, 24. Yeah. Um, it feels like you could do that for a long period of time. It would be fine. Mm-hmm. You could keep on working on your things. But yeah, I mean, you have different, you just have different expectations of where your life would be, I think, in your in your mid-30s.
0: So give us, give us a, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, is what it sounds like. But give uh, us, yeah. um, <laughs> like, I understand, of course, because... I mean, age is just a number, but also it is like the reality of life is like you yeah. do get older and you want different things and yeah. you, you know, but like, what is your expectation then for right
1: now in your life? I, th- well, I mean, I'm, I'm teach I'm also like teaching, so I teach at OCAD, mm-hmm. um, and I've b- been getting fairly regular classes. So, I mean, my, my goals right now are to like try and just get more teaching work and mm-hmm. then kind of, uh because more seems like a more sustainable job to have in a, in a longer period. And I also, it's like taking all of the skills that I have and using them. Mm-hmm. Bartending doesn't, doesn't really do that.
0: Right. So bartending is almost like a hobby. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a really fun hobby. <laughs> for you, it sounds
0: like it. Because, well, you do all these different things, and then you're like bartending you almost enjoy no, but it's for like the social aspect. And it's
1: also my mo- it's my moneymaker, right? Mm-hmm. Like the unfortunate thing is that uh, as a sessional instructor at something like OCAD or, U of T or any of those places, unless you're tenure, you don't get paid very well. So oh, I, okay. you, you get, ma- you get paid more as a bartender than you do. as I a gotcha. Teacher. Yeah.
0: So it is a job. Yeah. 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 It's not just social time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's buff. I like it. <laughs> um, I like the people I work with. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, We're all artists as well. Like that's always interesting. That's mm-hmm. the thing about like bartending jobs. Is that a lot, it's like it does attract right. people that need a lot of time off and yep. time for their own things. and Yeah.
0: yeah. Last minute things and Ooh. all, all we get the schedule Mm yeah um but you were saying it was like hard to go back after all of that time Mm -hmm. which is understandable Mm -hmm. because you never i guess had to and then i guess you felt like you needed to for financial reasons yeah so and now you're at like a comfortable place Mm -hmm. that you're like it is what it is you've accepted it but how was that process sort of like to just like realize that like this is just life and these things happen and yeah can't I, mean, I think can't that when you're younger around.
1: you think that you're just building and building and building right like
0: mm-hmm. so it's only like, gonna get better it's yeah. only gonna get better
2: yeah
1: <laughs> but like the the reality of anyone's career as an artist the, like the real like the reality of a career in business is it gets getting better and better, better. Mm-hmm. but the reality of a, an, a career as an artist is that there's waves and there's ups and downs there's like sometimes you're just in the zeitgeist you know like sometimes you're just like making work that everyone is already talking about and it's just it gets it's like there's a wave of culture that it's riding mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like that's just not what people are talking that's not what they're interested in right now and so that's you're not going to stop doing it but you're not going to get the support that you were getting before mm-hmm. um i hope that doesn't sound bitter because i'm not bitter at all yeah. <laughs> but i mean like that's just you just i think it's like yeah d- like talking to other artists like older artists too it's just yeah you like you have certain years that it's like it's like everything is opening up opportunities and then other there'll be like fallow periods of mm-hmm. like four or five years where no one's really paying attention and you just have to get back in your studio and keep making the work that you're making and wait till it happens again mm-hmm. but it's a scary thing because you're never really completely certain that it's going to come it's you're going to get yeah, that it's second it's not a wave. security no no mm-hmm. no and you, you also see some people that you're you're like, you probably shouldn't be doing this. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, you should. You probably have that as an actress as well. Mm-hmm. Like certain people in your class, you're like, I don't know if this is really your thing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's definitely a fear of mine. And then you're mind. like, am I that person? <laughs> yes. It's definitely <laughs> like, a fear of mine. You're constantly
1: that just being like, am I? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That just no one's just had the balls to tell me like, you should stop. Yeah. And choose something else. Yeah. And I'm like... And that's what I thought for a long time because nothing was really working out and I was like do I just suck? Like do I just completely suck and I need to give up this like silly dream that I've had since I was like a teenager and maybe it's just like almost an infatuation. I'm like do I just need to give it up because like no one is no one wants me. You know and I was like someone just needs to tell me but like everything that I've ever really heard is like you're good but you're not good enough which is like it's true like it's like So many people are good. Yeah. But you need like that extra thing.
1: You need to be amazing. You need to be amazing. It's like.
0: You need to have it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. You need to compete with. mm -hmm. I mean like when you're. in all of these things. the, The weird thing is. Is like. When you're a painter. Or an actress. Like you're you actually are competing against like every Hollywood starlet. Like it's like everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so many people that want to do this thing and are so good at it. And you Mm -hmm. have to compete against the best of them Mm -hmm. in order to do it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like there's so many museums full of beautiful art. Like you have to be making work that could hang with those things. Mm -hmm. That's just like the reality of it. Do
0: you think those things are important to think about or do you think it's better to ignore those things? because i think i think become I, very I mean, I like, i'm pretty
1: competitive mm-hmm. person so i think like, yeah i'm like yeah. so you like to think about yeah, that yeah i mean of stuff. i like to think like
0: i ignore that 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm.
1: no i mean like I, uh, yeah I, I i don't think that i hmm. i think different times i ignore it i think that, and the different times i like think about it mm-hmm. because i want to like hit those levels mm-hmm. the goals are high mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. the goals have to be high or else, what are you doing? You don't right. want to be a mediocre actress. You no. want to be the best. Yeah. And like, you just kind of, like, I mean, I think that's, you just have to work that much harder to be that much better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. hmm
0: I get you. So are your goals that high? Do you set your standards super high for yourself? Like, or yeah, yeah you I s- don't,
1: I, it's not like I'm, I think that, uh, I mean, goals of personal Personal goals, like the, that, I could say, like this is good enough mm-hmm. to be to be like satisfying. Uh, yeah, well, to be a part of this culture, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, this whether what it doesn't like, it's not everything. Is some things are good enough, they never get picked up. Like that's, you know, tale as old its time. Like mm-hmm. the artist who worked away in their studio and no one really cared, and then mm-hmm. like I don't know, fifty years later, someone's like, well, these are amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. were working that hard. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's they were. They were setting personal standards that were not, you know, that were higher. hmm Yeah.
0: Is there anything that you can show us that's like a piece that you were really, really proud of that you can think back to? I don't know if it's on your website or that you can think of it off the top of your head. No.
1: I mean, uh, that would be that would be a very hard question. hmm Like my masterwork or something?
0: I don't know. Just something that you can think back to and you're like, I really loved doing this or I really loved how this turned out. hmm Or that you, I don't know something that you feel good about.
1: I don't know. Do you have a performance that you're like, this is the best performance? <laughs>
0: no, you're right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't I know. Would, I feel like it, it's uh, a process, I feel like right? I feel like it'd be, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. It's <laughs> just a question. I <laughs> thought maybe you'd have an answer for no, me. No, i,
1: I I'm you don't, painful eh? thinking of like trying to figure out what the, what that work would be. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I always think with that, like there are, p- there are people who like are proud of like something that they... Something that they did, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh yeah, I loved, I loved that. I loved that how that turned out." Or you I have I a
1: mean, great. I mean, there was work. Th- mm-hmm. There was work that I was doing. I think, I mean, I'm proud of all the work that I've done. Really, like I, I think, in the last, the the work that I was doing just in my master's, which was like three, I finished two years ago, three years ago, like the last section of that work, I think was really important um, to me. I think I, like I really pushed things and experiment a lot and like, but it wasn't. I'm not like this is my best work. Mm-hmm. It just was like it was exciting because I was I was pushing things way out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like it was doing uh, video and I was doing writing and there was like narration in the video and there was sculpture and there was like things that as a painter before I never thought I would. It's weird. Like I think sometimes. Uh, being trained in uh, in one thing makes you think that that's the thing that you're good at and you get, you know, you get some sort of feedback that, that you're good at as a painter. And so you just, you're like, I guess I don't know anything about sculpture or I don't know anything about, but you're like, uh, we most people, like your roommate or whatever, like they have other ways of expressing the things that they're, that, I don't know, that need to be communicated. It's all like some sort of form of communication. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah, I noticed that with a lot of people and I find it so interesting like what they do and then also like you find out that they're also like do crochet or like they're crafty or like they draw or like whatever and you're like, so interesting. Like everyone has, I feel like every artist has this other form and that they dabble into a lot of different places because they need to. Yeah. Like I feel like, I'm always like trying to find as many ways as possible to communicate. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like to write and I like to, I, I like the podcast and I also, you know, yeah. there's so many different ways and even like expression with like tattoos and things like that. All of that is me communicating yeah. as like corny as it might sound. It mm. definitely is like part I of, think all it's of corny. it. I think it's just mm-hmm. like,
1: you're like, yeah, like let's talk about what this is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like self adornment fashion. Mm-hmm.
0: Like oh, fashion is a big one for me yeah, too. Totally, for sure. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm you spend a lot of time thinking about it it's not for no reason Mm -hmm. you know it's not just to look cool it's also like yeah yeah these things are signifying to other people in different ways that you find interesting Mm -hmm. yeah
0: um we're getting sort of close to the end of the podcast
1: yeah
0: has it felt like a long time for you no i had to sort of butter you up i had to butter up brendan for to do this
1: yeah you did yeah. i did
0: this <laughs> is why we don't ever no one's ever gotten to actually i think maybe once i gave a beer to my very first guest nick shout out nick mm-hmm. he had a beer right usually we drink tea okay but here we are with wine and when i first asked you you said no and then i asked you again and then you kind of said yes mm-hmm. and then i asked you again and then you're like okay fine
1: okay yeah you wore me you did wear me down yes <laughs> it wasn't that hard though <laughs> no
0: um but no if you have sort of give us like your final like how you'd like to end off if like someone's listening who's now like heard your story and been like wow this guy was like he's done great he went to school and actually did what he went to school for you're not like someone who spent all this money and then just put it aside and did something completely different Mm -hmm. which of course is also fine yeah but you you learn all
1: kinds of things i think yeah from those experiences
0: any whatever you do at the end of the day it's fine as long as you're happy but Mm -hmm. like you had a very successful period where you didn't have to really do anything except your craft. Mm -hmm. And now you're in a point where you sort of have to, I don't know exactly your financial situation. It's not my business, but Mm. like you're doing something that you didn't have to do a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, So sort of just tell, and like you're 35, which is like also still like very young.
1: Sort of young. It is.
0: It's like, (laughs) it's very young. Um, my roommate's turning thirty. My, tr- my roommate's turning thirty-five next month. Oh yeah, yeah. May?
1: No, June. Yeah. yeah.
0: She's a Gemini.
1: June. Gemini would be. June. No, sh- I think she's end of May. Anyways, end she's also May, turning yeah, thirty-five. May,
0: yeah. So I think, like, especially as an artist, like, yeah, like you're saying, it's a huge process, mm-hmm. and it's a wave, it's a roller coaster. It, things come and things go. Mm-hmm. Um, but i maybe there's certain people who are discouraged because I think there's a lot of people who are very motivated by money. And this idea of like success with money.
1: Yeah. It's, funny. it's also like when you're making mm-hmm. money from your work, you feel really proud, mm-hmm. you know, because people are like, what do you do for a living? You're like, I'm an artist. And then you're like, but what do you do? And I'm like, I sell paintings. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's yes, amazing. And yes. people are so like, because um, the, the the funny thing, and I did find oh, this sounds a little bit pretentious, but I found because I lived in Berlin for a year at one point and you'd say you're an artist and people were like, oh, that's great. But here mm-hmm. in North America, people are like, you're, you say you're an artist and they're like, but how do you make your money? Yes. Like there's no, like the idea that your identity is enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that, and I, I found it very hard yet when I was younger to say like, uh, what, like I'm an artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like pretentious. Yes, yes, like, yes. But it is, you know, it's what you spend your life doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get used to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there was a thing. I don't know, it's, it's within North American culture. It's, it's, it's respected if you make money from it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm a part of that culture. I feel the same way, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I was proud to be mm-hmm. able to say that, but it's just, it's just not the reality that you're always going to be able to just, just make money off of it. Like sometimes you have to go back to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: So are you driven to like, like what, what is your driving point now? Like, I mean, See, because I I don't even know like your day to day. Like, do you? How often would you? When's the last time you painted? Let's let's ask that.
1: Um, I've been working a lot actually. I guess the last time I painted was Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Today's Monday. Yeah, I had to do a bunch of stuff this weekend, so I wasn't able to go to the studio. Mm-hmm. I probably I was thinking about going here after th- after this. Um. I basically I'll probably work four days a week, Mm -hmm. different jobs, and then the rest. Sometimes I try and do a double shift and like get to the studio and then go to work, especially Mm -hmm. if it's bartending because I can do that. I can work all day and then go to work at nine o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Um, My schedule is always I sleep in quite a bit because it just that's my I work nights, but I on days off I'll just go to the studio all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And are you doing that just for pleasure or are you doing it for intentions of it selling?
1: I mean, I'm doing it for intentions to show it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's different... There's like... There's also... There's artist-run centers. There's other ways to show your work that's not commercial. Mm-hmm. Within, you know.
0: Again, just a reminder that I don't know...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...very much. No, no, no. It's... it's. So I,
0: these are just the questions that come to my mind that I think are interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
1: it's... I mean, there's artist-run centers or, uh, or there's institutions that will show your work. You know what I mean? Like, there's other ways that you can show without having to be within a gallery system. Mm-hmm. And the gallery system is fucked up in its own ways. And so our artist-run centers are, are mm-hmm. you know, fucked up in their own ways. Like, mm-hmm. all those have their own, they mm-hmm. have their things that, are, that work for them and they have other things that you can't do within them. Mm-hmm. Um, usually work that is more unsellable would be in an run center like things but it also probably more political more uh not dealing with uh, there's just different arenas i think that like are considered commercial and sellable and then there's other ones that are like considered like run centers and not commercial and some there's a crossover between those things this is not that interesting but
0: yeah. no it is interesting, interesting. um well, thanks. Is that your last sort of Oh, I'm yeah. No, actually, it's a very good last. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> let's well, we can keep going. <laughs> keep going there's until no there's rules. a good last. Yeah. <laughs> um do you sort of see yourself continuing to do this? Yeah. For much longer?
1: Yeah. I mean, I th- I think um I have a friend who's in his 60s who's a sculptor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan uh, Penny, and he's a like a very successful sculptor. And I was like I, I remember asking him about it and he was just like, "Yeah, like the thing is like in your 30s, you see friends around you just stop making art. Right. And in your 40s, you see people stop making art. And mm-hmm. in your 50s, and in your, you're like, y- if you just pursue, you will just, k- it, like, things will happen. Yep. It
2: really But mm-hmm.
1: it is, I mean, you're, I think that the reality of it is you're going to give up a lot of things, mm-hmm. like financial stability. Mm-hmm. Having a family might not be very easy. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't, but it's just going to be a different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you have to be committed to it and enjoy it and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so I think that some people start hating what they do <laughs> mm-hmm. because it becomes a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: So is painting, because I mean, you've mentioned like big, th- big things like family, which a lot of people see as like the number one thing in life is yeah. like to have a family and to like that's basically... The purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just touched on like something pretty huge. It's like does painting for you or like being an artist for you kind of overrule most other things that you like desire, I guess. Or do you want to be able to have all of those things at the end of the day?
1: Uh, at this, f- I mean, so far it's overruled that, but mm-hmm. I
2: don't, uh,
1: you know, I like. Still, kind of young. We could still f- there's still time. I mm-hmm. mean, it's different. It's st- also different as a woman. You know, if I was a woman, yeah. I was 35. I might be thinking of this differently. Mm-hmm. um But I don't. I don't think that like starting a family just to start a family is the kind of reality that I want to. Like right. If I found, you know, if I found someone that I was like because you're like this is oh I should yeah 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 but now if now's I, the time yeah mm-hmm. but if I found the person that I wanted to have kids with mm-hmm. um, yeah that would I think that uh, and I think that like. I have another friend, Rob, who has a kid who's four and he's like a great dad and he's a musician and he works at like the other place that I work at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can make it work. You can of course still, you can. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, I think a lot more stress and you're not mm-hmm. going to have the same day-to-day life as you used to, but yeah.
0: Well, I think so much of it, and we talk about it a lot, is really, it's so much as perception, like mm-hmm. how you perceive the world, mm-hmm. how you handle criticism or judgment if those things matter to you and i think as long as you have like if you're happy with your life and like you do things that like it, it works for you and mm-hmm. you're don't worry about what other people think or where you should be or how it should be yeah you're fine yeah
2: yeah yeah. it's fine yeah
0: that's yeah. life
1: yeah yeah you know yeah
0: and you don't put these restrictions or um It's
1: hard not to have those expectations. Of course. It is hard, but also... It's great to have goals, right? Of course. you want to have, like, I want to be here and I want to do this. And then Mm -hmm. when you get setbacks, it's kind of like, well, I didn't do all those things that I thought.
0: Yeah. But you know what's funny? It's like you say, like, this guy that you know, Mm -hmm. he has a kid that's four and he's a musician and he's, like, he also works in a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. That's not that crazy.
1: No, no. In the grand scheme of
0: things. no, no. no, You know, it's like, this is nothing yeah. Like that means nothing like that's great mm-hmm. good for him yeah like we live in canada yeah yeah you know when yeah. you think about it in a bigger picture it's like okay and yeah yeah you know but like if you talk about it more like yeah do you know what i'm trying to say yeah no I, I it's know what you're like if it there's so many bigger problems yeah too where it's like these things are actually like if he's happy like and it's working for him yeah that's great yeah yeah, yeah.
1: at the end of the day yeah exactly mm-hmm. I think that nothing r- is the restaurant impossible. business like, is like it has its own things though right of course yeah. like i mean we were like, talking about this earlier before that we started recording mm-hmm. but yeah if you have rude customers or mm-hmm. you know that can make you that can, that can like be oh it, real it definitely
0: you vegan. can't deny that things don't wear on you yeah like we can be optimistic and positive and like oh yeah. whatever like it's yeah. all fine and but like yeah when you work like every single day at something
2: yeah and
0: like life does wear on you. Like we get it. But also (laughs) like when you look at it at a bigger picture, you're just like, Oh my gosh, like none of this matters. No, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's like, as long as you're enjoying yourself and
1: you have to like be, be, yeah. Cognizant, like aware that it's, there are different waves of things Mm -hmm. and like you're just riding one wave and like it's, it will eventually change Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're committed to it and you're doing the work, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yeah, Are you good. satisfied with your last words? Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. I think I think we hit a lot of things. I learned a lot about you. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming. Thank you for you know, making the effort. Yeah, I appreciate thanks for having it.
1: Me. This is this is lovely. You, I'm s- glad. you set this all up for me. Yes. Yeah, tea of course. and everything. Wow. Everything. <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah. I schmoozed you and it worked yeah (laughs) um but yeah i hope you guys got to the end of the podcast i hope you learned a lot i did for sure i mean i'm happy about it Mm -hmm. so i've not spoken to a painter before Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i mean i don't again like i say i don't want to just call you like a painter you're an artist but like when i look back i think you're you're we're in already like 20 interviews Mm -hmm. so you're already in there and i've not had someone who's like a, a painter
2: yeah so yeah. it's
0: it's really fun for me.
2: Yeah, it's cool. And I always learn yeah. something new. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, guys, I'm in Europe. Hey, <laughs> I'm actually in my living room, but I'm in Europe. <laughs> um, so yes, I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you made it to the end. Um, leave a rating or a review or subscribe if you're on um, the Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, same thing. I don't know how that stuff works. But if you can do any of that, please do it. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Okay. Bye bye.
2: It's psychological hustle. I gotta battle these comments like the cake and the muscle. They keep on bursting my bone. Now, every morning when I wake up, on it, me in the huddle. So, batter up, batter up. You know I'm hitting the double. You know I'm running the bases. I know I gotta embrace it. Like a girl without a top. Just kinda sitting on your lap. Boy, what you do? Girl, I rap. I rap nasty. Maybe one day I'll say Chase at a paparazzi psychological hustle. Be prepared for anything and everything. It'll tear you down. It'll tear you down. It's psychological hustle. Psychological hustle. Psychological